welcome to the Empathic Mastery Show. I'm your host, Jennifer Moore, and I'm so glad you're here. This is a place where we talk about what it means to be highly sensitive and empathic, how this impacts all aspects of our lives, and we explore tools, resources, and solutions so we can shift from absorbing all the thoughts, feelings, and energy of the world around us to being beacons for calm, love, and healing. Hey there, everybody. I'm back. And today I have a really wonderful guest, Queen Bee Divine. Queen Bee Divine is passionate about mental health, defined as an individual journey of success. Queen Bee Divine knows the importance of a strong and positive mindset because of her own personal journey and understands that the best way to achieve our life's goals is to take a proactive, an integrative approach to being healthy and happy. Blaza Blaza means tell <laughs> your it. story. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You know, um, thank you, Jennifer, for having me here. And, you know, you are probably the second person who says it, but I love to say it in a more lighthearted blase, blase means tell your story. <laughs> blase, blase <laughs> means tell your story. Ah. Yes, because if it was blaza, it would have an H at the end of it. So that is awesome. Queen Bee, I'm so glad you're here. And when you and I connected for your awesome podcast and we started talking, one of the things, you know, that you and I share is being highly sensitive, empathic people and being highly sensitive, empathic people as children. And your story is quite a spectacular story because essentially you ran away from it all. Not because I imagine you want to. So, you know, I always really love to start the very beginning, like literally, you know, tell your story. So let's start with the beginning of your story. Tell me what it was like. My story starts like everybody else's. You know, um, my mother um, decided to have me and when i can't i can't speak to her mindset then but as my as i came into this world i felt that her mindset at the time of me being pregnant was because it plays out in my life um where do i fit in or how how am i going to make this baby work how am i going to do this um uh, am i strong enough to carry this baby am i strong enough to raise this child and these are the questions i've been asking the universe for myself am i strong enough to do this Am I strong enough to raise myself? Can I help others achieve what they want through my journey, sharing my journey? And, you know, I realize how powerful a mindset is. I believe it's, it's really, it's really, I believe it's embedded in your DNA because that mindset has carried me all the way through my life. And sometimes I wonder to myself, um, why am I so sensitive to mm-hmm. what is going on in this world? And the first experience I had was being at home, um, my childhood home, and being with five siblings who were from Jamaica. And I was the only Canadian. My mom was a, a, a Jamaican as well. She's now passed, but yes, she's a Jamaican. And they had a different way of living, a different way of looking at things. They came from a different, an island that you know had a little bit of freedom. Yeah, had more freedom. You got water. You got. And I came from a country, born in a country where things have to be regulated. And not saying that nowhere else has this, but. I had to really adapt my way of thinking in this world. And every time I go to that place, I would feel them. I would feel their anger, their frustration and of, of believing that maybe I had more opportunities. I don't know if it was all of that, but I know it was part of it. And being a child who was so sensitive to everything, I would, I would cry at the drop of the hat, which made people feel, at least view me as being weak. And, and all of these things, but it wasn't. It was that I was feeling the emotions of the world. And I didn't even know that the word empath was even in vocabulary. I just knew, I thought it was me. I'm like, right. I've got to be messed up. I'm right. so mad. I'm crying. I, when I watch TV and I see a little girl get hurt or a dog or something, I am in, oh my God, this is too much. And I, you know, we had a conversation earlier that I had to take time to decipher if it was me or them. Mm-hmm. And the best mm-hmm. way I learned how to do that, or the best way, the first step I took to learning from that as a child was to run away to a more quieter space, a more stable space. Yes, yes. 
And sometimes we really need to run away to a quieter space. Like we need to get ourselves out of the noise in order to start recognizing what is ours, what is not ours, and how much of what we're feeling is because we're just getting so bombarded and overstimulated. I just want to say, like, as hearing the beginning of your story, you know, um, I have a dear friend who has Jamaican ancestry as well. And I'm struck by, you know, one of the things that I understand is that there's an incredible, you know, like the maroon culture is incredibly um, uh, fierce and and stands up for themselves. And I hear like in some ways you were talking about like island culture and Jamaican culture and people having this sense of like freedom and this sense of advocacy. And then you go to Canada and all of a sudden it's kind of like, you know, lockdown, rigid, follow the rules, do all of these things. And so I can only imagine what it must've been like to be this, this very sensitive person in this environment where you're up against the tension, the culture shock that almost every other family member was experiencing of going from being in a place where there was a sense of autonomy and freedom to being in a place where everything is kind of like buttoned up and following a whole set of rules. You know, yes, it was a huge culture shock um, because I had been raised with my mother all by my, you know, I was on my own for about five years and then I was introduced to my siblings. And so, yeah, making the adjustment. And I didn't even know I had siblings. It was one day I, and this is exactly how it happened. One day I walked home from school and my mother looked at me in her Jamaican tongue and she said, may have somebody for sure. you." And I said, what? Who, who, who? And she said, and we walked, I remember the, um, the apartment and the door, it was an, um, a brown door. And she said, she gave me the key and she said, turn it. And I turned it. When I opened the door, there were these kids sitting on couches and and the floor, there was about five of them. I had met one of them because she had um, she had sickle cell anemia. So she came to Canada to get better medical attention. But I didn't know I had any other siblings. I didn't even know I had her. So when I walked in, I was like, what is happening? And I got excited, but I realized that whatever they were feeling on underneath it, I was feeling it. Yes. I didn't yes. know I didn't know that, but that's what I was happening. I was getting angry and and, and reacting to things that weren't me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, from there, I got a, people saw me as a different, like, what's going on with you? Is she, is she something wrong with her? And even now I'm sitting and I'm thinking about it and I'm connecting the dots. There were, there were many reasons why I, I was, I, I, I became very quiet. I peed the bed. I started sucking my thumb. There were so many things that came out of that. Because I didn't know that all the emotions that I was feeling were not mine. And then Mm -hmm. I learned, and then I learned because I had met my father sometime in there, but we never spoke like about who I was. I just knew he was my father. And about 10 years later, he revealed to me that I was a maroon. He's a maroon. Mm-hmm. He is a he's strong. And you know, he and I started yeah. looking that up and and I went, oh my goodness, this is something I have to be strong. And I used to get mad at myself because out of that childhood, I hadn't learned that all of those emotions were mine. So I walked into the world thinking that I was all, you know, discombobulated. I was an angry person. And yes, I had things to be angry about, but I had to separate what was mine and what was theirs. And part of my life journey has been that just yeah. trying to understand what it means to be empathic how to separate the the weeds from the you know from the you know from the the harvest and then deal with me as an individual and make sure i take care of self care and then take from that cup to help others but it was such an arduous journey um you know a lot of us spiritual people talk we're like oh it was great it was fulfilling and you know i learned so much i wasn't in that space at the time i was very angry Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, I've met people who talk right. that way, but right. I'm so thankful for the lessons that I learned. <laughs> I'm so grateful. I survived the lessons that I learned. <laughs> you <know>? yes. <laughs> yes. You have said it, you know, quite well. And, and from there, when I hear people say, Oh, I'm just so thankful for me, 
uh, you know, and there's not a judgment on anybody. For me, um, I want a more realistic energy. I don't, yeah. you know, like it's for me, that's what mental health for me means. Facing it realistically and going through it realistically and being an empath really allows me to hold on to emotion, not hold them, but hold them so I can feel them and then release them. Yes. 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 Ah, preach sister. You are speaking, <laughs> you are, you are singing my song. You are singing my song. And I mean, so I want to circle back because you said something and I wanted to clarify, um, do you remember being in utero, like with your mom and her pregnancy? Like, do you have memory of, of that time of turbulence before you were even born? Um, no, but I do have, I remember I have one memory, but it wasn't, well, in utero. it was, uh, and, and only God knows where this memory comes from. And, and, you know, my mom, I don't, she's not alive to even, I don't know if she would even remember, <laughs> but I remember being in the arms of, of somebody. I'm going to assume it was a woman, my mother. And I, I remember my head laying in her arms and looking at her. And for some strange reason, um, as that newborn, I can see my eyes kind of look around the room and I can see a window with the curtain and I can see it blowing and I can see this woman look down on me and look down on me. And I remember an emotion of, um, excuse my French, but she's like, I could feel her say, what am I, what, what the fuck am I going to do with this child? Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do with this child? Because my mom was already married. My dad was already married. So I was a child that should not have been here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she embedded that, that energy on me. What am I going to do in this life? Right, right. What am I, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, I, and that's a blessing because a lot of people don't ask the question. And for me, it's important to ask the question, what is it you want me to do? And every time I get there, I get to that space, I hear them talk communicate, hold a space of conversation. And in that space of conversation, I have learned to develop that skill as an empath to put that wall up. This is yours and this is mine and be a outside listener. And I can affect change that way, opposed to getting involved with them. Because there's nothing from my point of view, more uh, a disservice when someone is telling you, whatever issues going on in their life and you get completely enthralled in it and you're not being of any use anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And for me as an impact, I have to make sure that I separate that. The, you know what I mean? The emotion, the reality and the truth. Yes. Well, and I find it's this whole thing of recognizing, sort of checking ourselves before we wreck ourselves and yes. recognizing when we are going to, we, we're on, you know, we just jumped onto our horse and are rushing into rescue when what somebody really needs is to have space held and to find their own answers. Yes. And so I'm really, I'm imagining, like, I'm just really, I, I love how, I love how you, you took this piece of the, the sort of like the first imprint of awareness Right. From your mother, what the fuck am I going to do with this, this with this baby? And right. instead of it being it sort of causing the imprint of I'm wrong and I shouldn't be here, which right. you know you sort of alluded to feeling like there's a part of you that always felt a bit of an outsider. Yes, yes, yes. But I also really heard how in some ways this became like your life's existential question of like what the fuck am I going to do with this life? Like, yes. Why am I? What am I? You know you know, who am I? What am I doing? Why am I here? Right. Uh, yeah. And you so know, I love how, how even with that hard, hard, you know, sort of that hard experience of your mom's fear, right? it became a question for you. Yes. It, 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 it was a question that has led me. And it's, and it's a question that led me through a lot of tears, a lot of sadness, mm -hmm. um, a lot of turmoil. Um, but every time I got out of it, I would get back up and say, is that the best you've got world? Like, I need an answer. You give me something, you know what I mean? Is this the best you got? What do you want me to do? Okay. You want me to talk? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I would, I would, I would maneuver through the world based on that question. My mother had, 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 and this is just an assumption, but I believe that we play out the mindset of our parents when we're in, um, when we're inside, when we're in, when she's pregnant. 
I really do believe that. I really do that if we don't do the work, the mother, that's why it's so important. I always say, um, even as an empath, you know, separate your emotions as a mother, separate your emotions. So you're not taking on emotions that will affect your baby. Yes. 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 So, so I've been listening to a book, which at this point in time, um, as of the airing of the show, hopefully I will have finished listening to this book, but I've been listening to a book called Mother Hunger by a woman named Kelly McDaniel. And it's all about attachment theory and about the impact of from basically conception to being about two years old and how our mother's nervous system absolutely impacts us from, you know, in utero forward. And what I'm finding, and I think you're going to find this book really validating if you check it out too, because I'm finding it's confirming a lot of the things that I've been noticing. And, and one of the things that I, you know, cause they talk about how we inherit our family's trauma and it's passed yes. from, you know, passed down in the DNA. But I, I've been like, our nervous systems do not like when we're in utero, we don't have the capacity to regulate our nervous system. Our nervous system co-regulates to our mother's body and our mother's nervous system. <laughs> But even for the first two years of our life, our nervous system does not does is not capable of regulating itself. We co-regulate to our mom. So if we have a mom who's there and emotionally available and has her mental and emotional stuff together, then we can adapt. But most of us don't. And then on top of it, you know, we are in in utero. We're basically like a captive audience for nine months where right. all of her thoughts, all of her feelings, all of her triggers, all of her stuff, we're just getting flooded with all of that, including, you know, that awareness of what she's experiencing and the conclusions that she's forming about it. And I've just been sort of seeing it as like, oh my God, we have this like five, you know, I mean, human beings have been around for way more than 5,000 years, but the onset <laughs> of agriculture and patriarchy seems to be, you know, like really hit a hit a high point back about 5,000 years ago when sort of the world, you know, we kind of shifted in a lot of ways. And it's sort of like just thinking about a line of, of like 5,000 years of mother to baby, you know, like, and just passing the messages of what the world is like on. And it's just, it, I mean, it boggles the mind. Yes. Right. I, um, I, I feel that. And I think it's part of um, a lot of the work that I had to do in my, uh, uh, about myself. I saw a, a something on social media and it said, you know, if you have if you find getting things challenging, if you've always have to get up, you know, it's just, you know, that that, that the defeatist life, like everything has to be. Oh, it's because you're breaking a what you call that word. Uh, Legacy. Generally- yeah, Pattern, a generational yeah. curse. Yeah. yeah. A generational curse. And and what I loved about the line that resonated with me is this is you are who your ancestors were waiting for. I love that. And and I love thinking of we are the promise of our ancestors' prayers. Like they they worked their asses off so that we wouldn't have to. And yes. they and they prayed like they want us to be happy. I really genuinely believe that. And that we really are like you know, and those of us who are especially the curse breakers, the gener, you know, those of us who are like the the terminal point on the chain who are saying, no moss, this is this is stopping with me. Like the buck is stopping here. I mean, I I really believe that this is work, like this is this is the good work, and this is the work that will sustain us as a species to actually birth a new world as opposed to like our species just becomes another thing in in the evolutionary chain of extinction so yeah you know that's yeah. funny that you brought that up um i i really as a as a woman who you know i'm a wisdom coach and some people what's a wisdom coach and i just i would tell you i help people take whatever situations are there in their lives whether you know whatever it is and find that little piece of nugget that they're that that i see and i can share with them that will help them get out of that situation because even the situation i'm talking right now um and i don't know where i will be when this airs so it'll be very I, interesting it'll be very interesting um yeah we'll I, have I, to get we'll have to get an update for when it airs and so actually are you okay sharing what's going on oh with yeah, right I'm, now? I'm, yeah i am i'm 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 that i think that's all i have left you know what I mean um so right now I am you know I have been evicted from my home and 
you know, a lot of people say, you know, you manifest it. Yes, I have to take responsibility because I truly wanted to make a move. Um, I want to go to Jamaica. There are things I want to do. Um, and, I'm, I, you know, that's what I put out there. Now, the universe might have something, a different way of doing it, but that's what my thing is. I want to go back, use my knowledge to help others. And this is what I've been thinking about for a couple of years, if not my whole life. I've been searching for my family and I found them 35 years um, after 35 years of searching. I found them last year and um, it just brought back that that question my mom had put upon me what am I meant here what am I here to do and what are you here to do yeah what am I here to do and I for family that I haven't seen in 35 years no connection and suddenly they pop into my life I, I had to start thinking about these things like what am I here to do it's got to be something like this it's it's got to be going back and giving back the information that I've learned that I can share with everybody um, to teach people about exactly what we're talking about, you know, um, empath and how to separate emotions and how to be stronger people in the world and how to be smarter people in the world. That's something I, I want to do. And right now, um, as I said, I'm being evicted. So I know it's playing out what I have been feeling. Yes. yes. Shut me out the door and says, all right, let's go. Let's go do it. Yeah. But, well, you know, but when, when the universe does it, it does. It's a little what? Yeah, so, it, it can be a bit of a bitch slap. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a bitch slap. So yeah. using tools that I have now, um, you know, like I said, I'm a wisdom coach. So right now I'm using the tools that I would do for someone else and going, what can I find in this situation that can help me f- forward? And one of them is definitely using the empathic nature of who I am, of separating the emotion of the situation and the reality of the situation. So would you be willing to, like, what do you say we, 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 you, you give us a sort of a snapshot of like coaching yourself through this process? <laughs> um, oh, you, you know, know what? That's actually yeah. very, it's very, that's a very, uh, that's a, it's, that's very interesting. Um, thank you very yeah. much Jennifer, for that. Um, first I would ask myself if I, you know, my higher self, I like to call it higher self. What is your worst fear in being in a situation of being um, evicted? I, I will never find a home. Uh, I might be on the streets. I'm so used to comfort. What do I do? What do I do? Then my higher self would say, well, right now, that's not your immediate need. Mm-hmm. Your immediate need is your breathing and you have food and you have shelter. So let's stay in that place for a while and celebrate the fact that you have found a, even not a step, just to catch your breath because steps and uh, are important because now you're moving and make sure you're breathing. Breathing's important. It's funny that, you know, one thing that keeps us going is breathing. But as soon as we get in a fear mode, we stop. We hold our breath. Exactly. <laughs> we, we lock it up. Yep. Totally. We, just, we hold it. And, we're like, and I have to remind myself to breathe. So I, I tell myself just to breathe in every moment. The moment you stop, breathing in this situation as you view as being traumatic your body's going to follow suit because it knows that you're afraid because you're holding your breath well and it's the way we lock emotions into the energy body too you know it's like there's a direct correlation between um you know our breath and our energy and when we do this very unproductive human thing of getting into shock and then stopping and holding our breath we lock all that energy in our body and and then we spend the rest of our life dealing with all those trapped emotions so you're so there yes you know yeah. that's you know that that's one of the things just breathe through it breathe another through thing it. that i would yeah another thing i would tell myself um tell myself is that now that you've gone to the eviction process is there any tool that you want to take forward with you that you found interesting <laughs> Um, as you make the transits, because there's always something there, always something. You just have to look for it. And sometimes we get so mad or emotional that we forget to look for it. Mm-hmm. And what I what I noticed is that um, I have I'm very proud of myself because even though I went through this in my twenties, this time I was I was I was I was able to take my dignity with me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This time I was able to look at the moving people and ask them how they were. I was able to look at them and say, are you okay? Do you need some water? Despite the fact that I was going through this, 
Right, right. I was well, able- you had the wherewithal to have moving people. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, they came in, the, you know, the sheriff. So the, the situation is they came to the door and I wasn't expecting it because like, you know, the little bit of background, my landlord. And then in this world, we really have to take care of each other. And this is a great talk for it. We really mm-hmm. have to take care of each other because we're going through such a crisis. And like we opened the conversation, a little back chat we had. There's a lot of anxiety and I'm right. going to step out on a limb and saying my landlord was having a little anxiety. He wants to sell his house. He wants to get the recoup the money. He wants to do whatever he needs to do it. And he has every right to do that. Now, in that sense, sometimes we forget that there are people on the other side of doors. We yes. see them as investments, but we don't see them as people. And we need to start realizing that even, you know, if you go upon and not to get too off track, but if you decide to go and help somebody open your home, um, you have to remember that it's like it's part of the whole cosmic cycle. If you're, a tree, you know, you're a tree, you're set upon a piece of land to go and give oxygen, to mm-hmm. make that shade, to do all those things. So you have to be uh, very conscious of the fact that if you cut down that tree, birds will lose their home. Right. You know, these are little things that we don't notice as a connective society anymore because we're moving, 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 moving. Well, and people are taught to say, I mean, what the absurdity of it's just business. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Like how many times have you heard that when somebody is throwing a human being or many human beings or animals or any other things under the bus with yeah. that attitude of like, oh, it's just business. It's and just it's, business. It's yeah. just business. And it's like, well, if it's just business, then maybe we need to be doing things in a really different way because this is not working anymore. Yeah. And yeah. we really have to start looking um, that it's not about them and us anymore. Right. It, it's you. It, it's all of us. It's we. And, you know, when we can separate ourselves from each other, and this is almost the negative side of empathic um, and empathic behavior, is to separate yourself so far from the emotion and the people that you forget that there's something behind that. There's an essence of life behind that. And there, that's a tricky side sometimes mm-hmm, for me mm-hmm. as an empath. To separate myself only so much, that not I disconnect from this person, but I, I'm able to help them Right. So, you know, when I like you said, I look at my higher self and I say, what have I learned in this situation? I've learned that I can hold on to my dignity. I have learned that the worst case scenario is probably the best case scenario in someone's third world. Yes. Yes. You know? yes. <laughs> so I have I've learned to say that the only reason why it looks these this way is because I'm in a um, modern, you know, according to perception, modern society that does these things. But if I were hypothetically in Jamaica, I would own my land and this would be nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This would be nothing. So it, it, this situation has taught me to look at all the beautiful little nuggets, even their treasures, even if I'm crying over them, even if I'm frustrated, is to breathe, look at the situation because there is a learning situation. And then ask the most imperative question that I've learned through all of it is not why me, why me? But look at it and go, universe, what is it you want me to see in this situation? Mm-hmm. And then go, oh, so it's not personal because the universe doesn't go, it's just business. No, the universe says it's about you getting to be the best version of yourself. And we're going to move you in a, in a way that least that minimizes the pain to all your brothers and sisters, even though we could do a lot of pain because that's how humans do it. Right. The, the, what it was asking me is like, look at the situation. And when you get to a point where you're standing steadily and you want to take the situation maybe to the front center of the, um, the world, well, we're saying that there is a loophole or there is a detriment to our society when we can go to someone's door, rip them out of their home and then go, oh, it's OK. We have to, you know, maybe that is the embarkment that the, the universe wants me to go on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be that voice, be that that voice of, hey, I'm in it right now. And yes, affirmations are wonderful. Positivity is wonderful. But you do have to deal with the emotions of, holy crap. Yeah. And just deal with it. Don't get lost in it, but have the emotion. Don't, you know, nothing for me, nothing worse than someone's, oh, don't, don't, don't think about that. I have to. It's part of the emotion. Well, and and the whole, the whole like spiritual bypassing and the whole sort of denying what's going on there, you know, as an EFT practitioner, sometimes people will be like, well, isn't focusing on the negative thing going to make it bigger? And I'm kind of like, 
not focusing on the negative thing is going to make it bigger if it's already there. It's yes, like we, <laughs> we absolutely have to clean out the wounds. And this idea of don't look at it, don't acknowledge it. It's like um, this, how we got into the fine mess we're in, you know, in the first place is like the denial of and kicking the can of misery down the road even further. It's like we must acknowledge the feelings instead yeah. of trying to bypass them. So I really love that you're like, yep, there is a clearly a lesson I'm learning here. And right. doesn't mean that this doesn't suck right here, right now. Yes. You know, and, and, and I think a lot of us and what we, you know, I love how you said, because as we are creating this new earth, this new energy we're putting forth, we have to be transparent for me, me personally, it's important for me to be transparent, transparent about the journey. Yes. I will not go forward again. And I'm going to be very blunt with the bullshit that people say that this is how you deal with this. This is how we hide this and you move forward. No, in my world, my new world is that you see everything up front. When things are happening, this is what's happening. It's not about hiding it, putting it under the table. We have to be transparent and tell the journey, tell people who are coming through the journey saying it is difficult. It is challenging. You're going to have times where you're going to be in the corner in the fetal position going, oh, Lord, help me. You mm -hmm. are going to be your mind will go through stuff. And we have to share that information because a lot of people think they're weak because they want to shut the door for a day and not deal with the, anybody. You know, we shouldn't judge each other. You get through how you need to get through. But whatever you don't do is don't disconnect fully. Don't do not do fully. that. Yes. Don't disconnect fully because it's the first thing and I've learned this. I'm learning as I'm going is that what we do do is disconnect from the joy. Mm hmm. Instead of disconnecting from the anger. And I saw myself doing it. I'm like, wow, that's freaking wisdom. I wanted to sit in this room and not have this interview, not talk to anybody. I'm mean, no, no, no. And <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, I could feel you going back and forth. I started to sense you a right. day ago starting to waffle. I had yes. felt oh my, you, you're very I good. I had yes. felt you. I had yes. felt you chugging along and it was like, I would ping you every so often and it would be like, I'm so excited for this interview. I could feel that. And I was right. like, yeah, I'm so excited. And then yesterday, like about yeah, somewhere around 26, 36 hours ago, all of a sudden I was like, huh, I wonder if this is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. That was the time I was getting evicted. I was yeah. just very angry and not like, not angry at the world. But, uh, you know, I was, I, as an empath, that's one thing we have, uh, I have learned is not mm -hmm. to throw the anger at yourself. Right. Right. Because, because you're so first thing you're like, I can't believe I did this. Blah, 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 blah. I just, and, 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 oh, this is the best juicy part. Oh, you're, I was just going to love this. Now, when we get into situations that are challenging or we think are thrown upon us by accident or we are not responsible or someone else is responsible or we are even responsible, what I highly advise is to look at your surroundings. The universe will be speaking to you. You need to see them. For instance, in my own journey of being evicted from my home, as soon as I stepped out, and, you know, and these are, you know, a lot of the information I get, whether it be religious or, you know, whatever stuff that I grew up with. And I found these energies important. So as I walked out the door, the name of the man was Peter. And he was so genuinely beautiful. And, and from certain religious perspective, Peter is the one that holds the keys to heaven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And then as I looked at the truck, it said sunrise. Mm. Sunrise moving truck. I have, I've lived in Nanaimo for seven years. Never seen it. And it's wow. a little tiny road word at the bottom at the truck. No, no sunrise to show you that that's what they're trying to promote. And I looked at it and I went, oh, well, that's interesting. And then I looked at the neighbor's house, the neighbor who saw me and she said, do you need some help? And I said, oh, I'm okay. I'm just having one of these. She goes, um, well, that's funny because we're listing our house today and she lives right in front of me. So I knew that I was reflecting something. Huh. Right? I knew that. And then I looked down the street and I see a, a, a plumbing truck that said, suck it up. Which means, don't worry about it. That is too up. funny. That is just so perfect. Yeah, suck it up it's is so definitely vocabulary I'm very familiar with. This is just suck it up. So I thought, okay, so maybe it's not as bad. Even though I'm going to this, I'm going to try to take the onus off of me going, woe is me. So mm -hmm. I'm walking down the street and I see another truck that said solid foundation. I get to the mall and this is what I love this universe. 
I'm sitting there talking to someone who's who's saying, are you okay? And I said, I'm fine. I think it was talking to my husband. I'm like, are you okay? Are you fine? I'm like, I'm dealing. Because he was at work when all this was happening. I was mm. doing this all by myself. And I look, there was a man sitting in front of me and he had this huge bag that read Kismet. Mm. Mm. And I went, no way. Like I was having a moment in the mall. Like, what is happening? And I'm like, kismet, that means someone, to, you know, because I, t- I told somebody who was on the phone, I said, you know what I'm looking at right now? And they said, he said, you know, that means destiny. Like whatever's happening to you is meant to happen right now. Meant you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't, you didn't mess up. You need to be somewhere. And the universe is pushing you. Pushing you. Yeah. yeah to yeah. go. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then. You're going to love this, Jennifer, and the listening audience. You're going to love it because I took a picture of it. We we were blessed to have my husband's boss allowed us to use his credit card. I mean, we paid for the room, but just to have the backup, to have the credit card because we don't have one. And my as we walked into the room, there's a bar of soap there. You know, they had the little soaps and shampoos and all that. And the bar of soap, when you open the wrapper, my husband goes, you're not going to believe what's on the bar of soap. And I said, what? And he goes, he turned it over and he shows it to me. And it says, are you ready for a reset? <gasps> oh. I have the picture. I have the soap. I have you send I, it. Please send it to I'm me. Gonna send I will, it to you. I I will send include you once it. I'm done. Yeah, I'll include it in a graphic because, oh, my God. Oh, my and God. It was, it was soap. So it's cleansing, so, right? Yeah. Telling you, are yep. you ready for a reset? So, you know, that is one of the lessons or the, as a wisdom coach, this is what I tell people, because for me, it's imperative to be in a situation like that in, in where I am now and see the wisdom, because that's how I'm moving forward to define, to separate my emotions from all of those things, right. from right. just know who I am to be a naked tree and allow the universe to organically bloom my leaves for me instead of trying to push them out. So. That's just where I come from when I talk talk about uh, as a wisdom coach. You're in the situation. It doesn't mean that you need to be oblivious to the pain, but you need to live in the reality and breathe through it because it's it's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, uh, I And I just, I have absolutely had the experience of the universe being the agent of change for me Mm -hmm. when I am kicking and screaming. And I know for myself that I've had a couple of times in my life where I could see the writing on the wall, but being an earth, I'm a Capricorn, like I'm a double earth sign. I'm a Capricorn sun with Virgo rising. And so like, I'll get that message, but then I'll kind of be like, okay, like I, you know, I hit the snooze, I hit the snooze button on the universe and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll do it in a little, like, I'm not quite ready. (laughs) And so I've absolutely had the experience where the universe has been an agent of change for me. And what is so hard about that is that it's like, I can look back and be like, yep, I got the messages. I just didn't listen to them until the universe was like, okay, we gave you the message. You're not paying attention or you're not doing what we told you to do. So we're going to do it for you. Yes, And I can look back and be incredibly grateful, but it's funny because it's still, there's still that quality of like, it, it stings. It's like the ego does not like it <laughs> when we're yes. kicking and screaming and going to that place. And, um, you know, I mean, I just, when you were saying like, there's a part of you that's been feeling called to go back to Jamaica or to go to Jamaica and called to like, you're like, you know, I'm probably not supposed to be here anymore, but it's sort of like, it's one thing to think that it's another thing to have the universe go. You're right. You're not supposed to be here anymore. Here, we're going to lift you up and put you someplace else. Yes. It's, it's, you know, it's funny. Like you say that because I remember, you know, some people are like, oh, just ask the universe for what you want. Just do it, put it out there. And then I'm going to have to put a disclaimer on it. Be careful what you wish for. Be Be careful careful what you you wish for. (laughs) (laughs) Because the universe is not joking. And Mm -mm. the universe just jumped at me when I was clear enough and I hadn't had all the other emotions on me. I wasn't doing anything. I was just being me. And the universe jumped in and said, we're moving you. We got you. Let's go. And I was like, but I meant, I meant move me in a way that was... (laughs) I've I've been sometimes I will add if I'm really feeling tender I'll add the caveat gently right. like you know when I'm praying for things I'm like please make this as gentle and smooth and easy as possible like that's, you know what that's good advice because some I can tell you that's one of the details sometimes I forget because I, I you know yeah I, I, I do too I, I, 
I forget, you know, because it's, it's, it's sometimes you just like want what you want and you go, oh, I see what I'm doing. Yeah. But what it does make, what is a positive note, which is everything, depending on your looking, is that the universe is hearing me and I'm connected to a flow of energy that is saying you need to be somewhere. That is freaking magical to me. That is freaking well. And when you were talking about like, you know, so you, you, you know, you go from like, so Peter, you know, you've got the gatekeeper, Peter, and then you've got sunrise, then you've got, then you've got like, suck it up. And then, (laughs) you know, oh, and then you've got solid foundation and then you've got kismet. And it's like, I was thinking your willingness to be emotionally present is allowing you to experience the wonder of the universe as it's happening. And Mm. I, you know, I know for myself that when I'm willing to be willing to show up and be present to the hard stuff, that's when the miracles happen. And that's often when I'm receptive to the signs from the universe. Whereas if you had been shutting yourself down and ignore, you know, or, you know, like I'm imagining you wouldn't have gotten those signs. You would just, I mean, you'd probably be in a state of total resentment. Yes. Spinning, and yes. doing yes. in your misery and just yes. like you and I would probably not be having this conversation right now. You know what? Because, That's exactly yeah. it. And you know, you know, it's very funny. Like Jennifer, I, I, I know how much the universe loves me. I do yeah. because I have nothing else on this day. Like normally I'm doing podcasts. I'm, I'm trying to do something. and the universe saw this coming and said no. No, the and the universe set us up. Like this conversation, yes, this feels to me what? like this is absolutely like the universe was like, you and Jennifer are gonna have a conversation on this day <laughs> because to, so that you remember exactly who you are, what you are, why you're here, and you can get, you know, and you can reboot. You can reboot. And the universe knew who to put in front of me so I wouldn't backslide. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a caring, wonderful universe. And, mm-hmm. you know, every time I'm ready to go, ah, universe goes, oh, you remember this? And it throws a beautiful memory in front of yeah. me. It says, hey, this is, this, you've been here. This is, uh, da, 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 da. and so, you know, I, as I said, going back to that, the, the topic is that I just recently realized that cl- um, clairvoyancy, being an endpoint, empath, all that stuff, just came into my thing in my, in my, my spiritual vibe. I was like, wait a minute, is this what's going on? And what a light bulb moment it was for me to realize that everything I felt wasn't me and I felt more secure. So that's one of the reasons why I could go through that space is because I've learned that it's not happening to me. It's happening for me. And there's a separation because I think being an empath, you really have to decipher the two. Yes. Yes. Well, and I think that, you know, I mean, what an incredibly radical statement. This is not happening to me. It is happening for me. And I really hear you saying it with ownership, but not in a icky, like I actually connected with somebody the other day who was like, you know, to talk about the possibility of being on their podcast. And they were like, like, and it was sort of like, they were so, it felt like they were so ungrounded in reality because they were all like ascension, this and new world, this and blah, blah, blah. And I was kind of like, are you just like, like, hello, is there anybody in there? Throwing out words. Like, is there anybody in there? And, and it's like, and and it's kind of like, you know, like, oh, you know, everybody who's aligned is going to be just fine. And I'm like, I think it depends on how you define just fine, because it doesn't necessarily mean your ego is going to be just fine. And it doesn't necessarily mean that your circumstances are going to stay the way you want them to. Right. Um, and and it's sort of like, but I could and it and what I love is the fact that I'm hearing you say you know, the universe is not doing this to me. The universe is doing this for me, but I don't hear any of that kind of like spiritual bypassing, light washing, you know, I, privilege. It, <laughs> you know what, Jennifer, it's very funny. And like I said, everybody comes to this planet to help, but I've always yeah. noticed that there are a lot of people and, you know, 
we're, we're, when they come around me because of maybe the energy that I have, you and I might, you know, do the same thing. We have high energy and there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who, who, like you said, throw out the verbiage. And when they meet you, they want to make you their puppy because they think that if I can just get a hold of her and get into her circle and help her out, she's, and they start throwing words and I always notice it. Always. And like the modalities and adds ascension. And I'm like, okay, stop. Because, and I remember saying this to somebody who got really close to me and they're like, well, I, you know, let me help you out. You know, right now we need to do an affirmation. And I said, you know what? I love that you think right now an affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really going to make it all better. <laughs> you, I love that. And I, and I learned as an empath, here's another thing, is that you, you must take a moment to really get your words out correctly because words have power. Words have power. Words have power. <laughs> so I find myself um, bad before I began, blah, blah. but as I got older, I learned to say, take a pause. And when I see someone doing something that is not conducive to my energy field, I say what I just said. I love the fact that you believe that an affirmation is what I need right now. But I am a mental builder. That means I must lift up the weight myself and I must look at it realistically in in order to gain the muscle, a mental muscle. Now, if I affirmation it out of my way, I'm not dealing with the muscle. I'm just, just, no, because now I need to teach somebody if they come to me and the universe sends somebody to me and says, I just went through the worst eviction of my life. And if I go to them and say, let's affirmation out, it's not going to work. Now, if I go to them and go, do you need to start punching a pillow, screaming? What do you need to do? It, it's not, it's not, you know, a lot of us believe that this journey of spirituality and no matter what labels put upon you, it's always said light, 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 light. There is a balance of light and dark and we must dip in and out of it and then find a center. But it's not about avoiding the dark, you know, and, and being an empath and being a, a clairvoyant is not the absence of problems. It's not the absence of difficulty. It's the capability of going through them with dignity and strength and then using that wisdom to help another. Mm. Mm. No, it's it's and I think that's where I get up. My contention comes with this. The new age has growing so quickly. Um, you know, because you hear people go, oh, I don't want to hear that mumbo jumbo. I don't want to hear about stones. I don't want to hear candles because they've been taught. And the people, unfortunately, who came before go, oh, just stick a candle in and hold a stone. You're great. Yeah. There is yeah. a little bit more work. There is a, a little bit. I think there's a lot more work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, don't even get me started on affirmations. And <laughs> because to- <laughs> I just... I mean, I really do believe they're very, very powerful and valuable yes. tools, yes. but they are not, it is not just to like put a happy, happy joy, joy sticker over a really like a stick, you know, I, my, my, one of my mentors talks right. about like, you know, it's sort of like, if you're not dealing with the stuff, it's like, if you got a pile of fish and you get a bunch of roses, all you're going to get is fish and roses. Like it's going to, it's going to be pretty yes. stinky. My version of it is if you take a pile of poop and you spray a bunch of perfume on it, it's still going to be poop. Like yes. it's just going to be, it's going to be really gross smelling poop because it's going to be like sweet, sticky, stinky poop. Um, yeah. you know, and it's like affirmations just stuck on like a sticker or a piece of like, you know, duct tape over a gaping wound is not going to do the trick. So no, I, uh, I feel it's not yes. about, it's a, you know, it's a, and as a, as a, a woman who is considered an empath and I feel that affirmations is almost a, um, an opposite effect of what I'm trying to deal with. Or, yes. Or, 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 it's yes. Yes. Yes, it's a contradictory energy. It is a contradiction. If you don't have, if you don't, if you are not congruous with the words you are saying, it creates right. dissonance in your energy field that actually right. creates an incredible disturbance that prevents you from being able to like, it actually goes in the exact opposite direction. If you're saying yes. something you don't believe, then, you know, you've set yourself up for a lot of struggle. 
Yeah, a lot. And you create more, like you yeah. said, turbulence. And now I got to deal with the turbulence, you know, because I, I like I said, there. that's why I, when I, you know, when I, t- I encourage people to contact me or contact people who I resonate you with, like you, to talk about situations, it's very important who you choose. Because yes, how, you, how you solve your problem or your issue or your challenges is, or how you learn to go forward will be that moment that you, that pivotal moment that you find that energy and you're like, so what did, what's she, okay, what is she do? Okay, she's doing, I'm going to do this. And if you're teaching someone, and I guess I said affirmations could work for many people, but if you're teaching people just to affirm their, 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 their place out of it, it does, the word affirmation in itself means I have to stand on a firm ground and say something that I believe is true to me so I can move forward. If mm. I don't believe it, I am not affirming that I'm causing an earthquake. So it's really important that when we teach people how to heal, we really connect with what works for them. First, we need to know, do you consider yourself an empath? And if you do, then we can go, okay, let's not start with the affirmations. Right. Let's not start with, well, I, and I mean, whether you're an empath or not, let's not start with the affirmations. Unless unless you want to use the affirmation to root out what's really going on under the surface. Because the one thing I like to do with affirmations is make a bold, audacious statement and see what kind of pushback you get and then work on the shit that's underneath it. Because it's like, if you say to yourself, I deserve, you know, I deserve abundance and love in my life. And as soon as you say it, a voice comes back that says, bullshit, bullshit. (laughs) Not Not true. Then what we need to do is we need to get into that and we need to find out why is this not true? What is it? What, what is it that we actually believe about ourselves? And we need to work on that before we can just repeat an affirmation ad nauseum that we don't agree with. (laughs) Yeah. Queen Bee, I cannot believe how quickly the time has whipped by. Oh, is it already done? Oh, what can you believe? I, can you believe how fast the time has gone by? It went really quickly. It, it really went did. really, uh, really that's... quickly. And so we're kind of at the point where I wanna, I wanna have enough time to ask you. Like, I've got like basically we've got the how do people get in touch with you question, which is the final question. But then I've got two other questions. First question is basically. Is there anything else that feels really important that you want to be sure that you you share with the audience? I think um, in terms of, of, of just people and not necessarily clairvoyance, but just people in general, um, take time to listen. Take time to know that behind every heart, there's a situation going on. Mm. There's something going on. And um, if you are not in tune with yourself, if you're carrying baggage, you could open the wrong door and cause pain. So know yourself before you wreck yourself. Um, <laughs> know yourself and remember that the world doesn't revolve around you. And you've got to be able to look out in the world and realize that whatever I'm going through is, it, you know, could be worse, not as bad. And, and just remember that kindness is probably the most important thing. Just remember behind every heart or inside every heart, there's a situation. And just remember that. Behind every heart, there's a situation. And you remind me of, um, I kept getting a fortune cookie over and over again for a while that said there is no wisdom greater than kindness. And mm. I actually have the poly word meta written and tattooed on my forearm, on my wrist, mm. which is the word for loving kindness, because I do truly believe that there is no wisdom greater than kindness, that kindness really, and it's so underrated. People see it you know, as, as like, almost like you're a wimp if you're being kind, but I truly believe kindness is key. Like that is where it's all at. So be a listener and know that there's a lot more going on under the surface than we might ever know. So the second question I've got for you, Queen Bee, is I really believe that part of what this podcast is, is like a time jump. And we are broadcasting into the future and we're also broadcasting into the past. And I really see these conversations as like a piece of, it's like the fabric of time folding over on itself. And so I believe that we can communicate with other parts of ourselves. And so my question to you right now is, if you knew that you could send a message or you could go back to the struggling, empathically overwhelmed shy, bedwetting, thumb-sucking, you know, just 
very, very like in it little girl. What would you, if you could hold her, put your hand, you know, hold her face in your hands and look her straight in the eyes and tell her what she needed to hear, what would you say directly to her? I would say to her that this too shall pass. Mm. Just hang in there. Yeah, just this too shall pass. All of these things. And remember that the world loves you and it's not out to hurt you. People are out to hurt you sometimes because that's where people come from sometimes. But the world is not out to hurt you. Mm. So look for the signs, listen to your heart, and remember this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Ah, transmission sent. (laughs) Yes. Transmission definitely sent. That would be something I would tell the little girl in me because I don't think anybody ever, you know, people tell you about the, bee, the birds and the bees and well, I don't think anybody really told me about that. But anyways, most, yeah. most, most times people tell you about these things, but what they don't tell you is that trauma and, and, and sadness doesn't last forever. Yes. They, they don't, they don't, they don't tell you that. They, they just, don't. they don't. So that's well, and we would... live in a society that a lot of people really seem to think that, I mean, we we look at trauma through a traumatized lens and, you know, and it's like if somebody is frozen in a trauma capsule, then they do think it's going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And so and then they tell the story that it's going to last forever. And yet you and I are both examples of triumph on the other side of trauma and examples of people who have been like, you know what, I do not have to spend the rest of my life a victim of this one experience or these many experiences. Right. Maybe, I this conversation has been so delicious. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I have to agree. I, you um, know, this was absolutely a divine appointment. I, I, I feel like there's absolutely no mistake that the universe, like you and I set this appointment up month, like a month and a half ago. Yeah, a month ago, like, half ago, yep. Yeah, month, you know, like we set this up, like there's no mistakes in this. This was absolutely like the universe is like, you guys are going to talk. And it just feels to me like we just, you know, like you, you know who you are. You know what you're here to do. You are going to be absolutely fine. This is just a temporary blip in the radar. And uh, I'm sure pain in the butt. Yes. And I know you're going to land on your feet. So I do. I do. I do. how do people get in touch with you? You know, thank you for asking. Um, I do have a website called bloodreflections.com where you can find my podcast, mm-hmm. uh, The Curious mm-hmm. Conversation, where um, where you will be able to, um, and by the time this airs, it will be up and running, running where, where you can contact me and, and, and book a half an hour wisdom coach session with me where we can go through all that those things that you're going through the day and, and pick out the wisdom so you can move forward um, and become the best version of you. Um, and if you need to contact me, check me out at bluntreflections.com. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Clubhouse and, you know, Pinterest and all these places where I uh, post daily uh, motivation that I create because I also create content because um it, it, it to to know that something comes from me and I'm giving out to the world makes me feel really good. So I create all my own content. So uh, please look up on that and um and just yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome, 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 and definitely you guys check out Queen Bee's podcast because it is if if you enjoyed this raw, real, authentic conversation, <laughs> you can get a lot more of that over there. Queen Bee, thank you so much for joining me today and for having this conversation. And I hope for anybody who is facing like a job loss, divorce, eviction, any of those kinds of things where they're like, what the fuck am I going to do now that this podcast is a shot in the arm and really is like a breath of you know, is oxygen in the room to be like, okay, yep, this is a pain in the butt, but I can reset, I can reboot, and I can I can find my way through this. Yes, that's exactly it. Thank you so much. You were you are amazing. Like you said, thank you for sharing your time. Thank you for being in this space because I can tell you, like when we made the the the, the um, appointment to meet each other, I did not see this space for you know, the space I'm in. I didn't see it coming. So I'm glad that the universe has chosen you to be in this time to just help me validate that we all of us are enough and we awesome people and never forget that. Ah ah ah! Last message from you, and I'm gonna say you are enough. 
No. You are enough. <laughs> and you thank are you. awesome. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. As we come to the end of this episode, I'd love to hear what you're taking from this show. Please jump over to empathicmasteryshow.com to leave your comments. In the show notes, you'll find a link to grab your copy of My Empathic Safety Guide, Three Basics for Finding Calm in the Eye of the Storm. And while you're there, please subscribe and follow this show. And thank you for your help sharing this show with the people who need it. Please help me to spread the word and send this podcast to friends or family members who need support living as highly sensitive empathic people. Then join me again when the next Empathic Mastery Show airs. Okay, one last time, hop over to EmpathicMasteryShow.com for your empathic safety guide. And until next show, shine on. We need you and your gifts here on this planet. So please don't judge your empathic rainbow by colorblind standards.